of this podcast lying down. That's fine. I'm also I'm in bed. Ideal spot. Oh, me too. Yeah, I've got into bed as well. This is the sleepy podcast. That'd be good, wouldn't it? As a concept. I think I'm going to take off my trousers, actually. One contri- that's too much information. One contributor lapses into silence because they've just fallen asleep. And we don't realize until halfway into the podcast. The, um, it's, a, it's Always Sunny uh, podcast did an episode where they all got shit-faced um, the other day and it went exactly as you'd expect. <laughs> Basically, by the end, they were clearly like, let's finish this before we all just doze off. <laughs> Hey, one one serious advantage of recording the podcast in bed is that uh, you can just prop the microphone up uh, on your pillow like this. I quite like holding mine like this, like I'm a I'm an audience member on Question Time. You know, about to say something <laughs> underinformed and over earnest. Excuse me, uh, but what if? Mm. We're United Ireland. That guy, yeah. I loved that guy. Oh, I, man, wonder, I'm tired. I wonder if you go through a public dragging like that for not for saying something problematic, but just for saying something stupid. Stupidly assen- obvious, like. Yeah, do you essentially just like, how do you react? Do you decide, okay, I'm never going to have an opinion again because clearly I'm not smart enough to have one? Or. Uh... Maybe people like that just don't pay too much heed to chattering on social media ah maybe yeah 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 or like to, to be able to be confident enough to say something that's stupid on tv to begin with you have to have yeah. a certain level of unself-awareness yeah but people come across an awful lot uns- more unself-aware and earnest uh in a recorded format when they have to get up and say something kind of off the top of their heads that's true i Usually. panic when i'm on the phone and i have to introduce what i'm calling about which is oh, something yeah. I I know well. And like I was calling the other day um about a return and I was like, How far back do I go? Do I start by saying my name? Do I introduce you know the purchase? Do I explain yeah. cap do I explain capitalism? Like <laughs> how, how little context can I give before it's <laughs> like if I just show up and I want to do a return, I feel like they think I was stupid anyway. They'd be like, well, what's your name? What are you returning? How are you returning it? <laughs> But I try to make yeah. a fucking connection with them. Like, hi, how's it going? My name is... And I talk like... I didn't realize at the end I've been talking for three or four minutes not on, you know, without stopping or without taking a breath. Mm. Oh, there's been a noise. What does that mean? I think Adam's trying to make contact by leaving and rejoining. But I still can't oh. hear you if you're saying something. Oh, of course. He has the new, he has the new, uh, he has the new computer, hasn't he? Yeah, but Maybe he was... He had that the last few weeks as well, and it was fine. Oh. The new I, I'm terrified if I get a new computer, I'll lose all of my settings, and then immediately everything will be very difficult to run. You know, I'll have all, you know, like, you know, kind of when you get a new computer and there's like hidden settings you've ever forgotten about or you'd never thought about. And so you start having problems where you never thought problems existed. I switch, when I switched to this computer, I used to have really uh, major issues with the sensitivity of the touchpad. Which is like not something uh-huh. I'd have ever considered a problem or something. I'd, you know, imagine going into Curry's and be like, now what's the touchpad sensitivity on this bad boy? Or when, like when you get a new phone and the autocorrect is slightly different. I kept messaging people about omelets 
when I think I wanted to say only, and then, like I was just really keen for only omelet, same word. Hello, Dan, can you hear me now? I can hear you, yeah. Oh, weird. Did I freeze to you, did I? Um, yeah, well, I, I just didn't know if everyone went silent, but then I tested my uh, my my internet, so I knew it wasn't me. Uh, I could have uh, started just saying anything into the void. And then, I don't know, if Adam's editing this, he'd have, have had to listen through it. I could finally to- confess to all those murders. And I did JFK. <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm just this immortal figure who travels through time, eliminating prominent figures. I'm doing Nick Cage next week. I did McKinley and Garfield. I always thought those ones were underappreciated. <clears throat> yeah, those were, those were my niche murders, my edgy ones. Can't believe I fucked up Reagan. And Jodie Foster still won't go out with me. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. How was the Blanche Parade? Um, there's a really gigantic crowd for what really amounted to like three football clubs in a church. Yeah, I would have thought the Blanche one would have find it very difficult to compete with its bigger neighbor in terms of even getting people to march. What bigger neighbor? The Dublin, Dublin Center. Yeah, no one, wants to, no one wants to go into town for Blanche or swords or whatever. No, no, crowd wise, I see why people would do it. Yeah, but in in terms of the marchers, like if you had yeah. um, a group like a, you know like the nor- the best ones are normally like the theater groups or whatever. Mm. But if you had one of those and they were good enough, presumably they'd want to go into and try and march in the city. No, literally, I'll tell you who who marched. It was like the tidy towns marched, and uh, there was an Irish dancing school. There was a group of Ukrainian kids, I think. There was the Indian group that's there most years with their umbrellas. Uh, Verona FC marched. There was one of the like Porterstown Scouts, but none of the other scout groups for some reason. Um, like Porterstown isn't even the closest scout group to to where the parade route was, but anyway. Um, and a basketball club and a gospel church. I think that's pretty much it. Like. I'm trying to figure out what I think a typical parade should look like or a typical Patrick's Day parade. Well, and in previous years, the Blanchetown Parade had a load of like civil defense vehicles. There was vintage cars. Ah, yeah. That's what there you want. Was, yeah, that kind of thing. And, and, and there would have been a marching band too as well at some point. But um, it's it's a weird, it's kind of a weird one. Like it's literally just like parents and kids groups in the, uh, the Blanchetown Parade this year and one gospel church. And I think that was it. Well, like, if, if Adam's taking, we may as well just jump into stuff and then mm. you can join in whenever because we don't have all day. Was there, um, was there a parade in Finglas this year? No, no. I, we got a parade in Easter. We got a parade at Easter all the way down from. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the Republican one. It's big and massive. It's, it's actually really uh, good. We, we, we have like a balcony view of it that lasts for a solid 10, 15 minutes uh, cool. d- down to um, Glass Nevin. I don't know where it starts though. Mm. Uh, Aaron's Isle, maybe somewhere around there, but um, yeah. And who marches in it? Is it all Republican reenactors, or I don't know who it is. Yeah, there's reenactors. Then the I assume there's Sinn Fein clubs, um, mm. and some gag groups. Or yeah, at least there's sense. a lot. There's a lot of people with hurls. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not the same thing. I only saw one hurley. There were, I don't think there was any GAA clubs who came to march. Uh, if you're going to march, bring your Hurley. That's way more impressive. Oh, than yeah, definitely. Show, showing your hands and being like, imagine yeah, what this could do bit. with a football. <laughs> um, but like, my, my memory of like 
parades when I was a kid was that there was a lot more floats in them and a lot less people marching. Maybe that's because that's what the kid remembers, but I'm sure I remember like well, that's um, like Dustin uh, the turkey being on a float, for yeah. example, like a, a de- a, the den theme. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the Blanchardstown parade was a pretty poor show because I did obviously nothing to contribute to it myself, um, but it was there was surprisingly little by way of like vintage cars, uh, even modified cars would have been uh, a nice change of scene they could have got loads of stuff out down but in previous years they've had like all sorts of civil defense vehicles trucks with people on them like people towing things around Hello? all this kind of crap hey Hi, Bonjour. i don't i don't know what the fuck the deal was there i have nothing's changed i have changed literally nothing it just wouldn't work i'm not a cat you uh you have to you know oh, learn no, your lesson sorry i can't hear you I'm going to try fix this. You talk amongst yourselves. We can hear you. He can't hear us telling him that. Hello? Yeah, we can hear no, you he still. can't hear us at all. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. I can hear you again. I can't wait to go away. Assume when I go away that I'm saying my funniest joke ever. <laughs> so, like a five out of ten. It's okay, um, though. While this doesn't work, it is consistently giving me prompts to connect my Spotify account so that people oh, can good. see what I listen to music-wise. So that's good. I'm glad that everything else is broken, but they can see that, like, fucking, I don't know, Iggy Azalea is playing in the fucking background or whatever. I was genuinely curious what artist you were going to say there, and I would not have guessed Iggy Azalea, so. Honestly, the first thing that came to mind was Jojo Siwa, and I don't know any of her songs. (laughs) I've never heard of that person before. I don't even know who this is. Wow, okay, you guys are so out of the loop with memes. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. We put up a a song suggestion thing for the wedding. (laughs) Uh, and the only suggestions we've gotten in so far have been ABBA. And I specifically said in the thing before the song suggestions, don't suggest ABBA to me. I'm all, I, it's already in there. That's cool. You didn't, send me, you didn't ask me for song suggestions. Yeah, I, I, have know, to physically, I have to physically give you the invite because I'm not, I, oh. I, when I was buying stamps, I thought I was being clever. And I was like, I live in the same city as Adam and Steve. I don't have to send them one. I'll just physically give it to them. Not counting the fact that I just don't leave my house anymore. So I haven't seen you guys in, in weeks. I'll, I'll arrange. I'll arrange to meet up to give you the invite. A lot of people we'll, just not leaving we'll their for, houses anymore. We can go for a pint tomorrow, actually, so I can give it to you then. That's yeah, if that's you want. Fine. Sorted. You good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I. I. I mean, like. I just don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't leave the house because if I'm organizing something now and it's it's done less than less than a few weeks in advance, I start to panic. I'm like, this is this is too off the cuff. What if COVID catches us? Or somehow, if I plan it a few weeks in advance, that that gives me immunity. Everyone knows it. It's just as long as it's, as long as you worry about it for long enough, you're safe. <laughs> um, but no, I was gonna. What I was gonna say was my main memory of Patrick's Day isn't actually going to the parades. It's watching on RTE afterwards and looking at the parade and like Boyle or Carrick on Shannon or something. And it's nearly always just a tractor pulling a little statue of Saint Patrick. And like some children dressed up in brightly colored clothes wandering down the middle of the street. And I love that. Yeah, I love they've got all the local, local kids groups and the karate kids and whatever else. And it's that's excellent. Cool. That's what it should yeah. be. Because I was watching the, um, the live stream of uh, the Dublin one. And it's, mm. just, it's just America. It's just, mm. it's just a bunch of marching bands from America. Which are good. They're good marching bands. But it just, I feel like it's not naff enough. It's not tacky enough to be really. Or it's a different um, type of tacky. You know, no, what you, need, Irish you, need, you, need, you need the glamour of having some majorettes wandering around the place as well as the as well as the like bundle of kids in their in their 
big jackets walking down to the hill. But you need the contrast. So you need like three or four yeah. of those groups carefully spread out. So they come exactly. in, do, the, do their amazing twirly thing. And then afterwards you have like, you know, the, yeah, the karate club from down the road who are just awkwardly yeah. waving at people. That's a proper, but the, uh, when I was looking at it, it seemed like it was like 70% marching bands. Oh like, no, I the last time I, the last time, one of the years in the Blanche Saint Parade, there were kids like fully setting up to do breaking demonstrations in the middle of the street like board breaking demonstrations with karate chops and taekwondo chops and there was one dude who did a i think i think one of the instructors i saw doing a flying high kick breaking boards and kind of things like Fucking flying side kicks and all this and it was incredible Riley should do that incredible year. but none of that this year john c Riley should do it da, 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 da. he should he should uh he should karate chop bricks well, who's the who's the grand marshal of the of the parade? I always feel like this is always announced no on the news, like it's a big deal, like and Dublin finally has its grand marshal, and then there's someone like fucking Amy Huberman, and I immediately yeah, that's because it's is just that a, they dragged him here. That's that's about a press release and so on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You called the bit the media spectacle, so you got to drive up engagement with the parade for weeks in advance, so people make plans. So that's one of the things you can do to announce. The parade it, is happening because the parade happens every fucking year. Who cares? It, but who's it gonna be? Ooh, it's gonna be Hubes. It is John C. Riley. That's this a fucking yeah. weird no, one. No, 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 no. It's um, that. It's it's two Paralympians. It's Ellen Keen and Mary Fitzgerald, but John C. Riley's like no, the it's special not. guest. It's, it's John C. <laughs> Riley. They did not fly him here on his private jet for two Paralympians to be the fucking Grand Marshal. Let's be honest. Let's say what's really going on here. They got the stepbrothers in. Speaking yeah. to press at Guinness Storehouse, of course they fucking. Uh, he's in the. I can looking at the picture here. He's uh, fucking in the circle bar. You're like, of course they. Uh, of course, of course that's where they put him. Grand Marshal oversees all. Like, but so he's I not even. It says here in the journal, he's be le- he'll be leading the celebrations. See exactly. I just like. He's like I like John C. Riley as an actor, but he's not. If you're gonna get an American, you know, to be your leader, it's a bit weird to get someone who's not that a list. You know, it's, it's a character well, actor they've gotten in. So, character actors being generous. Yeah. <laughs> as long as every character is the fucking character from Step Brothers, then yeah, you're right. Um, well, see, I don't know, he was good in um, he was he was good in that Laurel and Hardy movie where he I played mean, a politer version of that. He played a man who was in, waiting to get a heart attack. That was what I would describe his in, character as. He's good in Step Brothers, but it's still a stupid movie, <laughs> you know, and he plays stupid characters. Um, I actually seen a Reddit thread the other day that said John C. Riley is one of the best actors of his generation, and it's not his fault that he gets such bad parts. I'm sorry if someone gets consistently shit parts. That says a lot about their acting ability. <laughs> There's a reason that John C. Fucking Riley isn't in like the you know the fucking high the high acting dramas of the fucking year. You know they get other actors to do it. There's a reason why he gets his parts. What if, I mean, like, he's Sherlock Holmes, but Sherlock Holmes and Watson were like fucking idiots. Excellent. Let's cut John C. Riley and Will Farrell on the phone. No, he's he, he's he's successful enough that he has a separate Wikipedia page for his awards and nominations. Right, but what what are the awards and nominations for? Okay, fair enough. Two of them are Golden Globes for Walk Hard. Then okay. he got nominated for an Oscar for Chicago. He got nominated okay. for Best Supporting Actor for in the Golden Globes for Chicago, and uh, he okay. got nominated for Best Actor for that Laurel and Hardy movie. Right. He got nominated for a Grammy right. for Walk Hard. Listen, Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for fucking Tropic Thunder. You know? Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is not... People lost their shit for that movie. And it wasn't that good. 
No, of course not. <laughs> of course I thought not. Tropic Thunder got cancelled. No. No, it's just the classic example of, oh, you couldn't make this today. Oh, for fuck's sake. It was like oh, five years ago. It's after two o'clock. You'd never have time to film at all. <laughs> couldn't get this done today because of, cl- yeah, of COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah. a movie film today. Come on. Robert Downey Jr. costs a lot more now than he did back then. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he? For yeah. fuck's sake. They got a bargain on Robert Downey Jr. after he rehabbed from heroin. But um, so I was looking up just out of curiosity what like a traditional Paddy's Day parade in the 60s would look like. And it's fucking bizarre. There's a whole series of um, pictures on the or, Irish or photo archive. Pulling behind a bunch of green painted Coke cans to make noises on the ground. No, it's so it's fucking it's just all ads. Like I have a picture here, which is of a bored Namona float, which is obviously on the back of a lorry. Um, which is like cardboard cutouts of people cutting turf and then real turf on the ground. Ah. Uh, And uh, yeah, it says something like for the best peat briquettes, use board Nimona. And then just beyond that is a van that just says buy Irish goods and there's nothing else on it. Is is that not every parade though? Like parades are just like, you know, a a pre-roll ad that goes down a street. I don't know. I feel like it's not as explicit now. Like here, you have an ad which is for like, gold so you, flake tobacco. But if you look, and at it's like, just well, a bunch of barrels and a, and a thing saying "buy gold flake." That's because we're not allowed to advertise tobacco anymore. Listen, if we were allowed to advertise tobacco, fucking Marlboro would be on every fucking parade of all time. Actually, mm. you're right. All of these pictures Marlboro, are, are cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, Marlboro. If you uh, if you want to sponsor a podcast, I'll pick smoking back up, baby. I'll fuck it a pack a day. Even when we're not recording, I'll get through a pack just for you, baby. Hit me up. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, Adam. You ready? Okay. I'll go to jail for Marlboro. Marlboro, if you want a scapegoat to go to prison for you, hit me up. Message message me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, actually, here it is. Like, look at Macy's. Look at the Macy's Day Parade in, in, in New York. Like, it's, you know, probably the biggest parade in the fucking world. But what is it? It's, it's float after float after float after float of giant advertising budgets. One of the okay. most famous fucking scenes of all time is a Sonic the Hedgehog Macy's Day float getting popped. <laughs> yeah. They didn't donate Sonic as, like, a goodwill gesture. It was because they were advertising fucking, I don't know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or whatever. But that's yeah. also because nearly everything in popular culture now... Uh, you know that Americans want to see. You know, it comes from big corporations. I I'm mean, looking. Fairness, I'll agree with you there because I seen a podcast the other day, and I'm sure they're nice guys. I'm sure the podcast is fine. Didn't listen to it myself. Um, my problem with the podcast is they they're a movie review podcast, but they don't refer to them as movies. They refer to them as franchises. <laughs> and that, yeah, I guess you're right. Like everything's a franchise now. Nothing can just be a fucking movie. They even like, not even that. They, the Matrix One was one of their reviews, the very first Matrix film, and they called it a franchise. And it's like, I mean, I guess, but I mean, come on, can we not just call it a fucking movie? Give me a franchise podcast. Can we just say movie? It's only Fuck. retrospectively a franchise, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's been four movies. Yeah, okay, over like fucking twenty years, dude. You know, fucking longer, twenty two, twenty three years. Come on. Yeah, 1999, wasn't it? So, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but what I really miss, like, so obviously, yeah, loads of ads. There's always ads in the parades. But what we fucking miss is that nearly all of these ads were giant versions of the products. So, <laughs> I'm looking at it, a picture here where one of the floats 
is literally a giant tin of bachelor's beans and a giant box of bachelor's marrow fat peas. And that's it. That's the entire float. Beyond that is a gigantic can of Fox's Glacier Mints with a man in a polar bear suit on top. And that was just most of the floats in 1960. Question. What is marrow fat? Is it literally just the bone marrow, just like glazed over peas? I think it's just a, I think it's just a sort of sort of bean. It's their peas that are green mature peas that have been allowed to dry out naturally in the field rather than being harvested while still young like the normal garden pea. Huh. Therefore they are starchy and are used to make mushy peas. Oh. Weird name though. Why marrow fat? Where the fuck does that come from? Yeah, it makes me think they're unhealthy. I've been avoiding them because I thought that was healthy. But I mean, like, if you, if someone says goose fat potatoes, it's very clear what it is. It's potatoes that have been cooked with goose fat. Why marrow fat? Like, what a weird way to say it. Have you ever had bone marrow? No. It tastes surprisingly good. Oh, yeah, I would have done, I think. Yeah, I've had, I've had it in, like, soup and stuff. It's nice. I mean, in the sense that I've probably bitten too hard down on a fucking chicken bone. <laughs> like, no, not purposely. Hmm. Uh, and uh, just just because I'll become like I'll eat a kangaroo any day before you tomorrow. <laughs> I would eat a kangaroo. I've said this and I'll stand by it. Um, and anyway, just just looking at these pictures, the last one, the fucking weirdest one, is what essentially amounts to a long line of Smithics fans and barrels of Smithics. Not, not not like for consumption, not being given out. They're just being driven by. And I swear to God, I can see men in the crowd saluting as they drive by. <laughs> is that is that picturing uh is that picturing like Westmead by any chance? This is uh, O'Connell Street. Oh uh, yeah. Also, also O'Connell Street looked a lot nicer in nineteen sixty than it does now. Yeah, because they didn't have enough time to destroy it by the time the photo got taken. <laughs> yeah. I have no Dr. Quirkies though, so who's the real winner? Or, or no the one with seven, banner the one with seven different... desolate wasteland next to Dr. Quirky's. Apparently that place burned down in like the I think the seventies and it just hasn't been rebuilt since. Yeah, so they just roadrunnered it. They put up a banner that looks like a building and called it a day. <laughs> 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 That's been the for like fifty years. They were like, Oh yeah, and we're done. Legend says you can go into that building if you just like don't realise it's not a building, just like Wiley e. Coyote. If you just walk in, hmm. you'll eventually just like. And then you follow some. Then you follow in afterwards. You bump your fucking head on the on the thing and hit your hit the back of your skull off the ground in O'Connell Street. Yeah, oh. I, I, I fuck actually. Sorry, Wiley Coyote's the one who can't go into the into the tunnels he paints. Roadrunner's <laughs> the one who can. Yeah. I seen a, I seen an Instagram video the other day. If I find it, I'll link it in here. I don't know how to link Instagram videos. Um, basically, <laughs> somebody uh, roadrunners their kid by putting up a painting that looked like the hallway, and the kid cycled into it and fell over. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty good prank. Pretty good prank. Gotta be honest. A lot of uh, got a lot of inspiration. Got a lot of love out of that one. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the ones where kids don't realize that glass is there. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> So confident, they're so confident they're going outside. <laughs> you know anyone that? Uh, do you know anyone that didn't know about that? Walked into glass and shattered the glass. Yeah, no. a boy in school did that when I was in fifth yeah. year. It was a huge. Dra- yeah, well, you just heard like a smash, and all of a sudden everyone starts running towards the smash. <laughs> so, I, I've known several people that didn't know when they were a kid that it was glass. Walked into it too hard and walked through the fucking glass pane and cut themselves up. Beast. To be honest, too many people. 
<laughs> one person is enough. Like, that's like, okay, that's a freak accident. You'd never meet someone else. I know about four. <laughs> Too many people. But, like, is it... Is not the glass done in a way that it's going to shatter into way more pieces? So it's not going to... Like, it, it no, shatters into... No. So current glass does. it. Basically, it's supposed to, like... Instead of it breaking, it's supposed to shatter the way the glass is built. It shatters into, like, tiny pieces and falls. That's yeah, the way a lot like of modern, safety like, glass in cars. Yeah, yeah. Windshields and stuff like that these days would be the same way. Um, but, like, older, like, glass... Like, houses when we were growing up and stuff? No. Like, absolutely. Like, my mom's back door now is definitely just a gigantic fucking sheet of regular glass stuck between a, between a piece of wood, really. Cool. Like, you know, that'd be, you'd be really fucked up if you walked into it. Things just get better over time. It's why, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's why safety stuff changes. Is also, it there? I think there's some movie, I can't remember, where um, they, like, have a character, like an action spoof, where he jumps through a pane of glass. And that's the end of him. Like he's alive, but he has to go through extensive rehab afterwards because, you know, going through a pane of glass can cut you massively in loads of ways. So instead of like him heroically then you know brushing it off and getting making his getaway, he's in tremendous pain for months afterwards. That was that was an old that that literally happened on an old WWF pay per view. They were supposed to replace a window with sugar glass, and throw someone through it. Throw Shane McMahon through it actually. Uh, owner of the company's son and the glass never got replaced and he said do it anyway so they just fucked him through a genuine window like the guy could have fucking died he just said do it what a fucking lunatic also doesn't fucking real glass not break anywhere near as interestingly or as dramatically as movies have led us to believe like doesn't it just shatter into a few large pieces well, yeah, a lot of giant pieces. If you were in my house, as people will know to listen to the podcast for the last year, you would know that I could shatter any glass into a million fucking pieces like a movie. <laughs> but like in real life, no, it's a giant shard of glass that will absolutely rip you into pieces. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the end of you. You're, re- you're really fucked. That's <laughs> why so many people have, like... Because you see, like, old movies and stuff where someone, like, wrapped their hand in, like, a T-shirt or whatever and punched through glass... If you were to actually do that, it would literally tear your fucking arm apart. Like, you wouldn't have an arm left. Yeah. But people don't fucking do it. Unless, of course, again, you're Shane McMahon and he goes, I don't know, I guess just maybe kill me right now? Then, I'm looking, it was Kurt Angle through him through it, it. look. Yep. And not even, like, through him through it in a way that's safe. Like, absolutely just suplexed him right through the fucking window. Like, just like, the most dangerous fucking way possible. Just, okay, I guess I'll do it then. See ya. It looks like... He, I'm watching the clip now. He goes fucking prone afterwards. Yeah. Because, again, not only did he get suplexed, he went through a regular giant sheet of glass. Don't, don't do that. Change the spot, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> Terrible. A lot of glass smashed tonight in, in Dublin City Centre. <laughs> Again, and it will also be Kurt Angle. <laughs> He's the Grand Marshal. He shows up, yeah. I just, I think like Dublin on Patrick's Day, Pat post like four o'clock, is the worst place on earth, like the city centre. Why? It's utter I chaos. It's fights breaking out like in broad daylight. No, it's it a isn't. nightmare. Yeah, it is. 
No, it's the last, not. The last two times I've gone in, I've been like, "Nem, never fucking going south of the town." If you it's, go out in the evening, if you go out in the evening, everybody who's been day drinking is all is all tired out from their day drinking since since noon, and the pubs are basically empty outside Temple Bar. The, Maybe you're right. My, my my issue has not been going out in the evening because I've only gone out. I've only like gone during the day when I've been like coming back from the parade or something like that. In mm. which case, yeah. it's fucking terrifying how how worst, aggressive people are. The worst part about Dublin city centre during a, during St Patrick's Day parade is that you have to squash through hundreds and thousands of people to try and get a fucking pint. It's not worth it. What a miserable day. <sighs> Everyone, everyone, everyone tires themselves out and goes home after about three, four o'clock. I well, that's what I, but what I mean is that, like, if you want to go in and take part and stuff, it's like you know, look, I don't like going anywhere if it takes like a fucking hour to get a beer. You know, all <laughs> I want to do is I just want to sit with my friends and I want to get a couple beers in, and that's it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be queuing up for forty fucking minutes to get a rake of pints. Like, so you're saying you don't want to go for a beer after the podcast? No, we're literally doing that tomorrow. How many times are we bringing this up? <laughs> what time are you flying out tomorrow? Uh, I think it's a nine o'clock flight, but there's talk of like three hour delays at the at the airport. I'm gonna go have to go early. <laughs> Good luck to you. I know. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll get you midday pints to make your three hours pass faster later on. Just yeah, departure, 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 anyway, departure quarter past eight. So they basically, want me at the airport at five. Ah, you don't need to go there for five. Go there for, for seven o'clock. Mm. I know they say three-hour delays, but it's never three-hour delays. I've never <laughs> been delayed let, longer let... than an hour in in security in Dublin Airport. Don't let <laughs> don't let people like Aoife and Dan trick you into going to an airport hours early. You don't got it. I once showed up to an airport literally just under an hour before a flight, and I still made it. And I was more stressed oh. than you. I turned, up to, I turned up to an airport to go to Cologne last weekend, uh, I turned up to Dublin Airport with, uh, I think, twenty-five minutes to go before by before before gate close. On the way back, I got to the I got to the gate at the, to the at the time of the gate close, and I still waited fifteen twenty minutes to actually board the plane. Hey, you don't I you don't die gotta, of stress. Don't gotta rush. I would Why? die if that was me. <sighs> the reason the reason that two hour thing exists is so that people don't show up fifteen minutes before the flight's supposed to take off and miss their flight. That's all mm. that is. It's just a guideline so you don't miss it. But you don't <laughs> gotta be there. The the closest I ever came to missing a flight was that the day after the the um the marriage referendum, mm. I was flying back to the UK, and I misjudged how many people came back for the one fucking day to vote. Which <laughs> you know, fair play to everyone. I you know I'm sure everyone greatly appreciates it. It was a very nice thing to do. Very important <laughs> milestone for the country. Um, I, for some reason, underestimated how many were going to fly over for one fucking day and fly home again. That was the closest I ever came to missing a flight. Because I showed up, I showed up, walked into where uh, security was and went, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, this is busy. Uh, still made it. Made it, no <laughs> problem. Wasn't even boarding when I got there. You know, it was still like five minutes off boarding. No problems. <sighs> yeah, I've I've never... I've never shown up less than an hour and a half early for a flight. Just we in should, case. Uh, You're talking gate uh, close I, time or departure time here? Departure time. Mm. Mm, I don't know but if that's gate, true. 
gate close time is like. Oh, here we go. He's walking it back. He's walking it back. Okay, Johnny Cash, walk the fucking line. No, no, because <laughs> because I'm just confused because it's gate close time, not normally just like 15 minutes off departure time anyway. Uh... Gate close time basically is, hey, the flight's going to take off at one o'clock, so be here for 10 to one. That's usually what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not that much of a difference between the two. But yeah, from like departure time. I don't. I never pay attention to gate close time. <sighs> Neither do I. If the flight's mm-hmm. one o'clock, I'll be sitting on the plane by one o'clock. Like, that's it. I do I do agree that there is, like, some people's, uh, I don't know, behavior in airports is completely mad. Like, like people... What? When I was when I was flying out to Madrid, and the entire fucking plane stands up yeah. to try and jump onto the flight. They're not going to leave. Listen, yeah. I've been easily on probably three hundred, if not more, flights in my life. So I've been on a lot of flights. There's a period in my life where I was literally flying to and fro every fucking weekend. Horrible experience. Hated it. But <laughs> a lot of fucking flights. A plane is not going to immediately take off when they say they're boarding. They're not going to slam the door shut and drive away like some kind of fucking like mischievous taxi driver pulling a prank on you. They're going to wait. You're okay. When they give you a last call, blank, usually. When they say row blank, true blank, get on now, they're going to wait. Don't worry. You'll get on that plane. When they're starting to board everyone, you'll make it. Relax. Sit down. <laughs> wait for yourself to be called. You'll get on. Especially if you travel like me, where you only have a small little hand luggage anyway. So some people are like, oh, I want to get on to make sure that the bag will be stowed above me. It's like, fuck off. It definitely is going to. Especially now you can stick it below your chair. But also, the above thing for planes isn't for you anyway. It's not seat by seat basis. It's just they have storage there and you put your bag in anywhere. And then you take it back when you're leaving. No one's going to steal your fucking bag, dude. No one's going to steal your fucking bag with, like, your fucking underwear and socks in it. Like, you're all right. Don't worry. No, no, no. But I think people do want to get it near them so they don't have to wait for everyone else to leave before they can go down you to where their bag is. The entire, and so the they can go and dig through stuff. Anyway. And so they can go dig through stuff while they want, while, they're, while the plane is in motion and, like, drop stuff on the, on the aisle and so on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I forgot my book. It's at the bottom of my bag. One second. This old lady can be the foundation that I put the bag on. Do you know what I prefer the most? It's the Aer Lingus system where they let you take a 10 kilo tar- carry-on bag and a personal item, but they're like, just check your main bag. And it's like, getting it through bag drop is 600 times faster than actually having to get it, get it security cleared if you've got, you know, your toiletries and whatever on it. I, I far prefer it. Yeah, when we were we flew Iberia to Madrid that last time, and they did, they offered the same service, but they also like were very very strict with leaving the plane where they could only mm. leave through the front door, and they were like, mm. okay, this row go, this row go, this row go, one after mm. the other, which was cool to see. But because we were at the back of the plane and they didn't do back plane uh, exiting, we were stuck on the plane for a half hour before we got oh, off. No, my parents were right at the front of the plane and had gotten through everything, passport. Passenger locator form, bag collect, everything. And we're outside when I texted my mom being like, we're off the plane now. <laughs> Graham. So if you go Iberia, select seats and pick right up the front. <laughs> oh, They also have that big fucking fake curtain that they put across to imply that the, the business class of the first class seats are actually better than the other seats. That's, you know, a, real, exact... that's a real airline right there. Yeah. What? Have you ever flown first class? 
No, I haven't flown first class before, but I'm also pretty sure that's not first class. I'm pretty sure it's like business class, bi- business yeah. class or economy deluxe or some shit like that. Yeah, it's it's economy. Just they have more legroom. There's no <laughs> the seat is like eight inches a little bit further in front of them, so they can move their legs a little bit more. And they've got like a nicer that's doily it. seat head You're on the top of the seat. You know. Yeah. Who needs this? Is a protein. Have you flown first class? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I've flown first class a few times. Um, it's so there's a trick to first class where if you're really go- if you're really intent on on getting it, what you want to do is book it in the airport, like do your upgrade in the airport, um, because you're almost guaranteed they won't have sold out anyway, um, huh. but they just want to fill that seat, so they'll they'll give you the the upgrade for for cheaper than they would anyway. Um, really? But also, you could, yeah. But also, you could do other things like certain airlines let you put in an upgrade. I, I guess it depends on like a frequent flyer thing and stuff, but. They let you put in a potential upgrade like bid, and then if like so, say you say like two hundred quid each way, if a first class seat becomes available, and someone said, "Well, I'd pay an extra hundred euro for my flight," and you said, "I'll pay an extra two hundred, you'll get the first class seat for two hundred quid rather than whatever it would normally cost, you know, three four thousand. Hmm. Um, obviously, the the multiple times I've flown first class have been paid for, and it was pure yeah. by luck. They just had an upgrade seat, and I got lucky. Seems like a gargantuan like? waste of money to me. Yeah, like, yeah is it wor- like I mean, what do they do? What do they offer that makes it that good? Um, so usually the seats are far more comfortable. They're more like a bed. Uh-huh. You have like a lot of legroom, but they're kind of like a recliner, so you can like lay back and stuff, and you know, be real. It, they're they're very comfortable. They're a lot more comfortable regular seats. Um, and mm. also you get like free refreshments during it. So like your drinks and like little snacks and stuff would be free, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. for two hundred blips extra, I'd fucking want to. Well, yeah, but normally it'd be. A lot more than two hundred, <laughs> you know. Your normal CB five hundred, and the the first class CB, you know, five and a half thousand or whatever. The only way I can make it see, like I can see that making sense is for transatlantic flights or whatever, or like say you're taking a flight from across the Pacific Ocean or something, and you're also in an incredible hurry, so you really need to get a night's sleep in. That's the only circumstances I can see that actually making sense. I agree with you. I mean, I wouldn't pay for it for a regular flight either. Um, I'd only pay for it, like, if it was transatlantic. Or, like, mm. yeah, so, like, if you're talking, like, like, 10 hours and up, yeah. in my opinion, it'd be worth it. Um, because I've been on a 12-hour flight and it fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, that's Minimix work. But, I, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be something I'd pay for normally. Um, huh. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cool little gimmick. Um, I can see why people who value status above anything else would blow all their fucking money on stuff like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is it is what it is. Maybe Marlboro think... would like to pay us first class to fly over to uh, one of their tobacco farms somewhere. When the I'm only pretty sure we can be prosecuted I've... just for this. No, we can't. I think the closest I've ever come to flying first class is when I flew through... Um... New York, and it wasn't even first class. It was just like not, not cheapo class, huh. um, which meant that I had slightly more leg room and a TV in the in the in the back in the seat in front of me, which was good because the flight's like eight hours or something. But I only got that because I was able to use a friend's flyer miles. Nuria yeah. didn't get that, and I had to use that Norwegian Air, like essentially Ryanair for transatlantic flights. Um, did you and... did you ditch her and fly over on like a nice plane? Yeah. She was fine with it because it was <laughs> it was cheaper that way than it was to do it the other way. Well, uh, and then she, and, 
she landed in like Newark or something and had to, not Newark, um, something like. Oh, we did fucking land in Newark. No, I landed in Newark. Uh, she landed like miles away and had to get a bus for two hours into the city. <laughs> um, but yeah, she apparently she had an eight-hour flight with nothing, like no screen, no meal, barely any yeah. lashes. When uh, when me and Eva first started going out, Eva had done the whole like Iceland Air, like hey, it's a nineteen-hour flight to get to New York, kind of shit, because it's like one hundred and eighty mm. quid or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's insane. Get the fuck out of mm. here with that kind of shit. I stopped that immediately, <laughs> and then we were fly. We would occasionally fly Ryanair, uh, which mm. was Eva's choice because they're usually cheaper. And then we mm. had a major mishap one time. We went away, and I knew immediately. I was like, I've won now. That's it. It's Aer Lingus from now on. I've won. <laughs> they finally fucked up hard enough where I've won this argument. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't understand in cheaping out on flights. Um, like, a flight's a miserable experience. It's so fucking boring. And you're just, like, dying for the clock to tick down for landing. It's like, no. Put a little bit extra in and at least be somewhat comfortable during it, like. Might as well. And also, the cost of flights has decreased so fucking much between airlines that going for the cheap airline compared to what they consider the high-class airline is really not that much of a difference. Like, there's times of the year when Ryanair and Aer Lingus are, like, 15 quid apart. And, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't spend the 15 fucking quid to be on a nicer airline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, like... When you're a student and trying to save money, great. Ryanair is fantastic. But the more the more time goes on, the more I'm like, I hate these people. Hmm. I hate the way they communicate well, to me and to the world. I, I hate the way they treat their staff. I don't want to support them anymore. Oh, like some of them are lunatics. Like EasyJet one time wouldn't let me carry a lighter on board. What? Yeah, they wouldn't let me carry a lighter. We had to bin our lighter. <laughs> I had an open pack of cigarettes in my pocket and a lighter inside the packet. And they made me throw out the, the, the cigarettes. Or they made me throw out the lighter, sorry. And they wouldn't let me carry a lighter. And it's like, I don't, I don't know what the problem is here. Like, I've gone to security. It's just a regular fucking lighter. Wouldn't let me carry it. Had to bin it in front of them before they let me on the plane. Crazy. like that. It's like, is it worth saving 30 fucking quid? And it's like, no. No, it's really not. You know, I'm like, you know, you're in your, I'm in my fucking 30s. It's like, I just, I, there's certain things in my life where it's like, it's not worth cheaping out on. <laughs> but then there's other things that are a fucking scam. Like when you go to a shop and they have free range chicken, and it's like eight euro for two chicken breasts, and they're like a hundred grams each. That's a scam. That's an absolute fucking scam. Don't buy that. They're not free range. <laughs> yeah, and uh, meat in general in the supermarkets is a scam. That's my big. That's my big yeah, theory. Exactly. Put it on. Put it on the pan, and immediately like it all evaporates, and you're left <laughs> to fucking nothing. Terrible. Yeah. Just don't do it. Treat yourself. Die by sixty anyway. Treat yourself. <laughs> Sorry, I was so, talking to me there. <laughs> so you tell yourself that in the mirror every morning. Anytime I'm not going to buy something for myself, I'm like, you know what? You'll be dead in 30 years. Treat yourself. Come on. <laughs> Get it. I'm not keen on the idea that 60 years old is only 30 years away. I've already done it once. <laughs> that's like, that's life, dude. Do it again. I know. I know. I'm not keen on the idea of turning. Th- I was talking to my parents about this. They say, well, you know, the wedding is coming up. Does that make you feel old? Is it the fact that you're getting married doesn't make us feel old? The fact that you're turning 30 makes us feel old. And I was thinking, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> that's a whole yeah, other thing I mean, to, to worry about. But I mean, about. So the, the problem is, my mom did the same thing. And it's like, I mean, is it worse that like I'm turning 30 or that your eldest kid is 30? Because that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Me being 30 is far less fucked up than you having a 30-year-old child. That's really fucked up. 
apparently it's the youngest kid is the one that fucks him up because the eldest kid they always think of is slightly more grown up but when like the baby of the family turns a certain age like jesus this is never having a kid turn 18 or 21 or whatever again i don't care (laughs) if it's your first kid or your 20th kid if you have a kid that turns 30 that's fucked up that's way more fucked up than the kid turning 30 that's the genius part just keep having children be young forever just and when menopause happens just keep adopting them (laughs) so smart fair i don't know why people don't do this and then and also keep them. when you're when your children's turn 18 you just disown them so they're not your kids anymore so your kids never turn 30 secret secret to always being youthful uh. i mean i'm i'm at all the time like i always hear people saying like oh you know they're they they their goal is like you know buy a house and then like have a kid and get a dog and i just think like yeah get a house get a dog <laughs> like oh no i said have a kid I was like yeah yeah get a dog get two dogs fuck it why not two dogs we're we we're, we're in the shop anyway. get two dogs and and Nuria saw a lily and was like, oh, it'd be nice to have a lily in the house. And, oh, but it's 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 fatal to dogs. Actually, we don't have a dog, but I realized I was making decisions on the possibility of having a dog. You know, if I had Fair. a dog, that that lily would have dog. to go. Yeah, I don't I don't apply the same logic to buying chocolate though. So it's, apparently, it's only lilies that I will not have in my house in case I ever have a dog. Well, I mean, a lily is probably the least delicious flower, to be fair. It looks. I don't know. I think the lily looks pretty delicious. White flowers look like most delicious. Oh no, no! Cactus is the most delicious. I mean, a lot of cartoons do make it look like that, you know, where they like rip the head off and squeeze it, and all the water exactly comes out. Obviously, you don't you don't eat it with the little prickles on, but you get a cactus. How like a cactus with all the like the little the little uh, the little spikes gone, where it's just like the green fruit. How that looks so fucking good. Have you ever I mean, had a cactus you, shot? You can't you can't eat cactus, can't you? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Have you ever had a cactus shot? No, is that what? Good, yeah. A shot of what? Cactus juice? Yeah, it's it's, is that, it's is it alcoholic. Cactus juice. Yeah. What does it taste like? It tastes like it's it's just kind of like uh kind of like aloe vera water, but like with like a like a like alcoholic kind of like back taste to it. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know if uh, I don't know it's if that just... sounds good. Where did you get in Arizona? No, I was in Belgium. They did uh, the home of the there. cactus. Belgium. Well, actually, what they did was they had they had like a an offer on where they were like, oh, try. Uh, they had like a whole bunch of different shots, and they were like, try. I don't know what it was. It was like five for a fiver. So naturally, we did ten for a tenner each. <laughs> um, <laughs> and went from there. I had cactus. It was delicious. It was really nice. I had a cactus burger. That's um, fucked up. Don't do that, dude. It was, What's wrong with you? It was a. It was all right. It was just I was mostly like, I wish this was a real burger, <laughs> which is always my feeling when I do a lot of vegetarian food that like imitates meaty food. Where I think I shouldn't have done this. I should have just had a meal that's vegetarian <laughs> in its own right, instead of being like focused on how much this doesn't taste like a hot dog. Well, we've t- we've done we've talked about that before. Where there's so many people that have a vegetarian dish that they're making and that looks lovely on its own, and then for some reason they're like, yeah, no, cover it chicken broth, and it's like, well, that doesn't <laughs> what. This doesn't add anything, and now you've just made it non-vegetarian. What's the point? Come on. Or when, come on. When you like, you look at this. Veg- you look at a vegetarian recipe, and it's like the secret to this, and then the, like you know, you think, oh, it's going to be something. It's going to be some good cooking technique. Lovely, healthy vegetarian recipe is to add a shit ton of salt and butter. <laughs> well, I can't eat this every day. Gonna, my mom, uh, my mom was insistent before that she could never be a vegetarian, and there's literally days in my mom's life where I've only seen her have stuff like toast and mushrooms. <laughs> it's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. 
Like, most of your meals in a day are vegetarian. What do you mean you couldn't be a vegetarian? <laughs> You're basically a vegetarian now. What are you talking about? Lunacy. And it's not even like, oh, she cooks up mushrooms. She takes them out of the pack, pulls them by the little stem, and eats the cap off them. And then she throws the little stem in the bin. I was like, I could never be a vegetarian. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're basically a vegetarian. It's because people have this weird idea about vegetarianism. About like how, you know, because it's almost like such a different thing to be. That people have it in their own head. That like, oh yeah, you'd have to like, you know, get baptized as a vegetarian. And all your meat gets kicked out of your house. You can't go back then. You can't go back. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a huge, well, actually, it's a huge is, commitment. Like getting a dog. Why do you, like, why do you think people, people who... always use the aubergine? as a dick emoji because once you go vegetarian you can't go back baby <laughs> Ooh, the uh... uh this was the this is your error in going to bed steve yeah this really so was what? he's falling asleep and what of it <laughs> i'm just gonna well, leave this good. recording all day how do you think we're our gonna... listeners feel look at the coziest <laughs> podcast going <laughs> I would kill. Imagine, imagine if you could customize, like, like sound effects that you make as a human, like sneezes and stuff. How great would that fucking be? If you had like a cartoon sleepy sound effect, amazing. It'd be, it'd be amazing. good if you could. It'd be good if you could like turn on and off snoring as your default option, because that would. I turn snoring. Really I turn snoring up. <laughs> Max, I'm, Max. A bad, I'm a bad snorer as is and Aoife's always like oh it's not that bad and it's like oh okay I would turn it up to Max I'd really test this relationship just really push it to its end it's not like you get one I of those sleep apnea got, machines I got kicked out of someone's bed recently for snoring not to go home <laughs> wow yeah, yep. you still like cologne <laughs> that's why he's come, that's why he's back in Dublin already yeah, he actually planned to live there I've never been kicked out of a bed for snoring, but I did learn um, one of the first times I spent the night with someone. Are you? Kick, do you snore? I kick in my sleep. No, I don't. I, I sometimes if I'm in the wrong position, but not like habitual. But I, oh, I no, do I'm apparently. A, I'm a bad snore. I do apparently kick in my sleep, which I imagine is much worse than snoring. I don't like kick if, out. I don't, I don't like kick towards the person. I just kick down. If, and apparently, it's very if startling. Like, if you're in a new relationship and you want to see how polite somebody is. Ask them the next day if you snored too much when you were asleep, and if they say no, you know they're lying. You know <laughs> they're lying. And I was like, oh, okay. I asked Aoife when we were first going out, and she was like, no, it's fine. It's like, I know you're lying to me. <laughs> I, I know my snoring is bad. I've had this for fucking, like, I've, I've had complaints for, like, 10 years. I know it's bad. <laughs> also, I no, sneeze I think... really loud. I don't know what it is. I don't. Know, I can't. Like, I can't even help it. Like I. Like I. When I sneeze, like it's just fucking echoes through the fucking house. I can't stop myself. Like, full body Nur reaction. Nurius is the worst thing I do in uh, in sleeping. Is that I turn over in my sleep. I'm glad you said and, sleeping uh, and not bed. <laughs> <laughs> while sleeping, is I turn over in my sleep and I like lift myself up and turn around, but then not lower myself down. I just let my arms go. So I just essentially I just, like. <laughs> I do, do like yoga? A, I do like a mini dive bomb onto the bed like two or three times a night. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of patience. Yeah. 
no, I, I, I think I only, I think my snoring's only so bad because my broken nose. I think if I got that fixed, I probably wouldn't snore as much. In saying that, I'm probably never gonna get it fixed. It's it's now been like ten years, and it's <laughs> I still never got it fixed. So I guess I'll just leave it forever. I suppose. That's just, that's just the way your body is now. Now we'll be getting cosmetic surgery to change it. You should be happy with the way if you are. If anything, were, now, though. because it's been broken for so long, if I went to a doctor and said, can you fix this, they'd break it even more. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, healed too much over the last 10 years. We thought you wanted it broken. God, your bones are so strong. We can't break it. <laughs> it's fine. What's, uh, what's, the, what's the best sim? How to, so I guess we should, <laughs> since we're almost done, I guess we should that this is a bonus episode. One didn't come out this Monday. Um, because we had life things going on, uh, so we decided to do one today instead on St. Patrick's Day. Um, your guys' best St. Patrick's Day memory, or your oldest? Let's go oldest first, and then best if it's two separate memories. Oldest? Oh, I have vague memories of going to the Dublin Parade when I was tiny. Yeah, me too. That's weird, isn't it? And then yeah. I went to a pub, and I remember thinking it was so like weird and also cool that I was allowed to be in a pub. <laughs> like I thought it was like fucking like I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Like I was a child, and I was like I can't believe I'm in a pub. That's the My start of your take, obsession. Always went to ma- We always went to mass on uh, like James Street or somewhere. Sang all the hymns and then went to Dame Street for the parade. Uh, the oh, full full shermozzle, hair glorious St Patrick. Can't beat it. It's a banger. <laughs> I can't remember where we were. Um, so I've been like in and around town since like I was a very young child. My grandmother lives just outside of town. Um, and I have been in and around since I was a kid. Everything, when I think back to town when I was young, it all looks the exact, like every building is the exact same building. They're all the same height, same color, same shape. Nothing is different. <laughs> Even though, like, I know I was on certain streets to, like, be in certain stores, stuff like that, I, they all, they're exact same to me. Even Stony Batter, in my mind, when I think back to being a child, is the exact, like, they're all the exact same building, copy-pasted as if you're playing, like, The Sim City or something, <laughs> you know? It's so weird. It's so strange. You're not wrong. No. But, but like, that's what I mean. Like, it's, so, it's just, I can't, it's weird to think back to, like, I'm a kid and I can picture all these other things vividly, but if I try and think of, like, the location... It to, like in my head, it's it's nothing. Like it's just I've just created, like the city. Just I've just shaped it in a certain way to like make it fit, <laughs> whatever the memory <laughs> is. It's weird to think of it. Yeah, I don't know what I remember. I remember going into a parade, and I don't remember any of the parade. I just remember walking there and being like, "Oh, cool, a parade!" And then remember the <laughs> aftermath, being like, "Wow, a parade!" And I don't remember any of the parade itself, but apparently, I had a good time. We went to. The I mean, parade. it sounds it. We went to the parade and I think, I'm not sure if it was Ballyconnell or Cavan Town one year when I was upstairs, we were upstairs with my auntie for the midterm break and um, it was, it was really cold and we got, we got roses. I just remember the old fashioned, it was either Quality Street or roses that got thrown out from one of the tractors that were passing. We got loads of them. It was great. <laughs> I do like remember. Instead of hay, it's roses. They, yeah. they can, do they still do that or would that be something they're not able to do now? Because I remember getting shit like thrown they to the crowd as well. do that? I don't know, health and safety? What if, yeah, what if we don't have no need for health and safety in honest, decent rural communities where people are just sound like, no issue. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, rules preventing people handing out food. You know, if you take it mm. and eat it, it's down to you at that point. Obviously, if they laced yeah. it with poison, then they'll go to prison for murder. But, <laughs> but like, they can hand out whatever they want. It's like, have you ever been in Connolly Station? And like, you've gotten like all the fucking like, students that have been dumped out to hand out their fucking like samples for the day 
in yeah. the yeah. fucking face to take the special K boxes. They can hand it whatever they want. Like that stuff's fine. Yeah, people can take it or not take it, whatever. But like, you know. What other Patrick's Day memories? I remember seeing a majorette one year and thinking, wow, this is, I I think I like girls now. That kind of thing. (laughs) Same St. Patrick's Day as when he was in Cavan. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, like, I think there were majorettes in Cavan Town too. Like, and I was just like, man, those girls are suffering. (laughs) 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 And what else? They've got a bad case of not being in Dublin. One of the I, I've been to the Bundor and St Patrick's Day Parade two years re, in recent years, so um, that's always <laughs> like a really good show. Stephen fucking loves St Patrick's Day. <laughs> Big St yeah, Patrick's Day fan over here. I I make a point of going to any parade I'm near, um, just like the uh, the Bundoran Parade is just like a load of agricultural machinery. I think the surf school goes and brings the surfboards down the road. It's probably an Irish dancing school of three. Local football team, you know, the, you know, the usual, but with a lot more heavy machinery because it is the Northwest and nothing else, ha- nothing happens in rural Ireland really, except like people run diggers around the place and move muck. Speaking of the dancing <laughs> groups followed by like the GAA group, I did remember, I do, I'm remembering now that one of my favorite parts of the Patrick's Day Parade is the different groups who clearly put in wildly different levels of effort. Yeah. Like, and not just in terms of like the marching bands or whatever, which is a, a bit more about polish, but in terms of like, you'll have the local, uh, yeah, like the Irish dancing troupe and they'll be like dancing down the street and they'll be, you know, clearly exhausted by the end of it. Or you'll have the theater troupe and they've put on some sort of costumes and display and blah, blah, blah. But then they'll follow that by like, you know, just the GAA lads waving and just doing nothing else. So maybe doing some minor drills. And or what just, of it? Just like the businessmen. You're like you're the Lions Club of Cork or whatever. And there's <laughs> just a bunch of men in suits. And just the different levels of effort people put into their, uh, to their Patrick's Day parades is great. Again, that's a major part of it for me, I think. Especially, when, uh, especially the people who like clearly realize that they should have done more, but it's too late <laughs> to change anything about it, and they just sort of stand around awkwardly being like, yeah, hello, we're not very interesting to look at, sorry. <laughs> Do you want to know what Rob Dunn's uh, Steam username is? Dutch Roll? Dutch Roll, yeah. <laughs> just just that out. He's just adding me. He's, he's isolating, so he's, he's adding people on Steam this weekend for want of something to do, which sucks. But so that I can play with Rob, as far as I know, I don't think my computer can. I don't think my PC can currently run any games. Certainly not any good games. Oh, you'd be surprised. Recent activity: X Plane Eleven and Resident Evil Two. <laughs> that um, would make sense. He was big into Resident Evil Two. He only yeah. owns five games. No, he owns loads of games. Oh, he only owns five games. Nice. X Plane Eleven, Stronghold Crusader, Team Fortress Two, Resident Evil Two, and Stronghold Crusader Extreme HD. Oh shit! Maybe we get a game of Stronghold Crusader going. Maybe. Can you maybe even multiplayer all... that? Maybe yeah. we can play a. Maybe we'll play a group game of Civilization Five. I've never played Civ Five, but sure. I mean, it's probably pretty cheap at this point. Um, oh. You think that, but Firaxis is a terrible company. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Little uh, multiplayer game of Railroad Tycoon Three. Can you... It has it has a <laughs> multiplayer mode. It mostly Does it involves. Really? Uh, yeah, it, it involves like um, building competing train lines on the same map and um, te- uh, performing hostile takeovers of your opponent's companies. Is there a way that I can build my train line so that I time it up perfectly where our two trains crash? 
No, the trains just clipped through each other in the game. Oh, there. That's it. They were looking out for assholes like me that just wants to cause fucking destruction. That's what that the is. The trains. The trains just crashes a random event. So you can't even control it. That's a shame. Uh, well, you you could like increase the chances of a breakdown, I suppose, by uh, I think the the faster your trains run, the uh, faster your trains go, based on the like steepness of the curves and stuff, increases the likelihood of of rail disasters. I think, but I don't know. I feel like so I I've sometimes watched live streams of like multiple people playing Stellaris or some, no CK two or something, and it mm. primarily involves a lot of people frowning at the screen as they plan their own moves because if you're playing against someone else on a stream, you don't want to plan your moves out loud. It's like okay, I'm gonna try yeah. and trick him into taking this dog shit marriage. By the way, do you wanna do you wanna accept this marriage offer? Huh. Doesn't really work. Okay. We should start wrapping up. We should start winding down. We don't want to make this too long. It's a bonus episode of St. Patrick's Day. Um, hope everyone has had a very good St. Patrick's Day. Um, I, of course, started today literally by doing a shot as soon as we rolled out of bed. So that is how I mean to go on. Um, and that's what's going to happen until I sink into the into the eater later on today. Just disappear. You sure you don't want to go for... You, you guys sure you don't want to go for a beer tonight? Yeah, I'm not going into town tonight. I'll meet you up for no, one happily can... tomorrow, but not tonight. What? Yeah, you don't have to go to town, like. If you want, we can we can do something tomorrow. Well, so, so what are we doing? This is not part. No, no, no. Hold on. This is not what we do on the podcast. We don't make plans. Okay. <laughs> this has been a bonus <laughs> episode of Morning Brew on St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone listening. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Elvarez. So we're we're this we're live from Stephen and Dan's beds. Um. <laughs> You're not in bed as well? No. Never in bed when we do these. He's had, a few sh- I... he's had a few shots. If he, if he goes to bed now, he'll just go to bed. I don't care if it's I get up in the morning and I... five past three. I've already been to the parade. My I... day is done. I've I... been to the parade and you guys I'm don't not... want to go for a beer, so my day is done here. I'm not old enough to nap yet. I'm not at that point in my life where I need to have a midday nap, so I'm, I can't go back to bed. When I get I've up, been I'm old enough, I've I been old enough to have midday naps since I was probably six. I could I could have like three hours sleep and no matter how fucking miserable I am during the day, I still cannot have a nap. It doesn't work that way. I have to sleep. I have a sleep and that's it. I can't <laughs> I, I have to wait I have to wait until the time of day where my nap becomes a sleep and then I can go to sleep and not have a nap. And that's when that's yeah. when I'm good to go again. Yes, yeah, same. And even then I don't sleep. Somebody no, has sent me a DM on... it's a sleep. Somebody has sent me a DM on Twitter to say that they couldn't buy 0.0% alcohol-free Guinness at an off-license this morning. And I'm just like, why, why are you even telling me this? I don't even work was, as a general assignment news reporter. Leave me alone. I don't care. I was going to ask. Like, <laughs> but, that's not news. Non-alcoholic shit is still part of the off-license section. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. Pick a new Who hill cares? to die on. No one gives a shit. They didn't give a shit when fucking Good Friday couldn't have drinks on it because no one fucking drinks a Good Friday anyway. Get out of here. Get out. Anyway, this has been morning. I'm going to text them back and say there. I'm going to text them back and say there is a margin. There, there is a minuscule alcoholic content to those to those beers, and therefore that's probably why it can't be sold. There. Yeah, it's like zero point zero zero one percent or something, isn't it? Yeah, it might be a tenth of one percent or two percent or two tenths of one percent. Dems the rules. Anyway, it is just marketing. this has been Morning Brew on St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone listening. We'll be back, Happy of course, Patrick's next week Day. with a regular episode. Uh, and we'll see you later. Bye. Ciao. Bye.